You can meet them in schools or in lanes or at sea in church or in trains or in shops or at tea. That's hymn number 293, sometimes called the Episcopal National Anthem. <laughs> David Brooks is becoming my favorite conservative voice. He is sane, articulate, compassionate, human. He writes for the New York Times, and he appears regularly on the PBS NewsHour with Mark Shields. I don't know whether he intended it or not, but he writes about the saints of all saints in his book, The Second Mountain. Quote, every once in a while, I meet a person who radiates joy. These are people who seem to glow with an inner light. They're kind, tranquil, delighted by small pleasures, grateful for the large ones. These people are not perfect. They get exhausted and stressed. They make errors of judgment. But they live for others and not for themselves. They've made an unshakable commitment to family, a cause, a community, or a faith. They've taken on the burden of others, but they have a serenity about them, a settled resolve. They are interested in you, make you feel cherished and known, and take delight in your good." Unquote. But the saints we're talking about today are the ordinary men and women of faith who do not have the golden tongue of St. John Christosom or the mystical insight of St. John of the Cross or the ecstatic visions of St. Teresa of Alvia. The saints we're talking about do not necessarily work miracles, miracles of healing. They don't make prophetic statements build religious institutions, oversee the construction of magnificent cathedrals and basilicas. They are not doctors of doctrine or the composers of confessions and creeds. Most of the time, the saints of all saints read a Bible story to kids or drive a neighbor to rehab they visit a dying friend, make a pledge to a homeless shelter, participate in feeding the hungry at a soup kitchen, or talk to an alcoholic about his hell. These are the saints we remember today. Not the headliners, not the spiritual giants, not those like St. Paul or Mary Magdalene or Francis of Assisi. Instead of those great recognized heroes of the faith, look around you. Look at the people in front of you. Look at the people next to you. Look at the people behind you. You're looking at the saints of God, the congregation of the faithful, the body of Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the community of hope, ordinary folks, the rank and file of God. 
saints we're talking about give a cup of cold water to one in need or they turn the other cheek again and again they forgive 70 times 7 and that forgiveness gets into their DNA they are wise enough to have oil for their lamps in expectation of the return of the bridegroom. In the words of today's gospel, they love their enemies, do good to those who hate them, bless those who curse them, pray for those who abuse them. They are unexceptionable, undecorated, and unsung heroes of God. And yes, you can meet them in schools or in lanes or at sea, in church or in trains or at shops at tea. They're just plain folks like thee and me. Ordinary folks who have placed themselves in the hands of an extraordinary God. One of the 20th century's saints Alan Payton, the novelist and a voice in South Africa against apartheid, claimed that he wrote his book on St. Francis of Assisi for sinners. For those, he said, who with all their hearts wish to be better, less selfish, more useful. <clears throat> he wrote it, in other words, for saints who are sinners. He went on to say that there are two things needed for the kind of sainthood that we celebrate today. Two things that are needed to be God's instruments of peace. The first is that we followers of Jesus were to never doubt that God can use us if we're willing to be used, no matter what our weaknesses. And secondly, we were never to doubt that God can use any other person who was willing to be used whatever his or her weaknesses. One day, the abbot of the monastery announced that one of the young monks had reached an advanced state of enlightenment. It caused quite a stir in the monastery. Some of the monks went to see the enlightened young man is it true, they asked him. Oh, yes, he replied, it is true. And how do you feel, one of them asked. And he replied, as miserable as ever. <laughs> the willingness to be used as an instrument of God and the willingness to see the possibility of others being used in the same way are at the core of sainthood. If we are moving from strength to strength in life's orientation, we are being God's saints. For in the final analysis, it is not what we do for God, but what counts, it is what God does through us. If we're willing to be saints, if we're willing to be God's instruments of peace, eventually we will come to the realization of what the French Jesuit Teilhard de Chardin said. We are not human beings 
having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. It is our day. We are the rank and file of God. We are the saints of all saints. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen.